Wait, so I've been watching the Renaissance tour videos and last night I cried looking at one because Blue Ivy was so good. Like Beyonce really is that that girl. Like I just like I think I'm gonna have a religious experience in September when I go. Like I'm nervous for myself. I feel like I'm just gonna start sobbing the minute she like enters the stage. I don't know. I just feel really emotional for her. She just like the way she looks at her daughter, just like, girl, you're killing it. And then Jay-Z off the side, just like cheering her on. Kelly Rowland being like, yeah, blue, go blue. I'm like, this is my favorite friend group ever. When do you think that she realized that she was like that that mommy and daddy were like the the goats <laughs> and that Probably. she was different? Yeah, because I feel like you don't really know. You like your your parents probably just like take you to school. You probably think your security is normal. Like everybody has security, you know, or that everybody has crazy gates to get into their house. So I think maybe when you go to your friend's house for the first time and their mom's just like in the kitchen makes you like a snack. Like I love Beyonce, but I can't imagine her, you know, serving up some cheese. She, she has never made a snack for Blue Ivy. Yeah. And like Blue Ivy's friends. Like, I just feel like that's not happening. So I think when you go over your friend's house for your first play date and there's not like Grammys on the mantle or like, I don't know. They like are dressed in Gap and and Taylor, and not necessarily their own brands that they made themselves. <laughs> then perhaps that's when you realize that you live a different life, or when yeah. you get a Grammy yourself as a seven year old, you might clock in that maybe other kids didn't do that. It's true. It's true. But it it's interesting because I was thinking about it because I was hanging with my baby cousin last week. I think I said that. But like mm-hmm. when when you learn what stuff is, like when you become a person and you're like, This is our house, you're just like, Oh, this is this is a house. Like Right. So the first this time she normal. went to like a normal house, she must have been so disappointed. Right. And I don't think that there's I don't think there's only there's only so much you can do by raising your kids a certain way. Like, I was watching Kardashians, and Kim was crying to Chris about um, Kanye and, like, how she'll never speak bad about him because she doesn't want her kids one day, like, unearthing that. Like, it just makes her really almost, like, uncomfortable that he speaks so horribly about her for, like, her kid's sake. And so Chris was like, yeah, like, North's, like, 10. Like, she probably knows. And she's like, no, they have no idea that their dad, like acts like this because she's like I don't let them have cable tv in the house like only apple tv because all I need is one of them to be scrolling and they say inside it's like access insider and it's like him spouting off and now they want to watch his dad's on television he seems do you see what she's saying yeah so oh, wow. it's just like a bizarre thing that she was talking about like obviously her kids know they live a different life 
but I don't think they know the extent into which it's a very different life. And I think maybe that's the nuance is that the kids don't know, like, like, okay, my parents are famous, but like, oh, my parents are the most famous people in the world. Oh, my mom's like the most like famous coveted after performer, like in the world. Like, that's crazy. Like my dad is like named a, the best rapper of all time. Oh, yeah, poor North though. Like, I know. She's I good. Care about those kids. <laughs> oh I love man, them I think they're so cute. They're all so I know. cute. And I feel so M- bad for them. Imagine you meet them, and then North is like, "Yeah, my dad is a great guy," and you're just like, "Oh, I know." They're I there, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. So Bluetti's eating it up on stage. Meanwhile, she's in London performing five nights a week. <laughs> Love that for her. Wow. Um, Busier than me. Okay, Dom. Okay. It's your time. It's my time for what? <laughs> I love the way that you said that, even though you know what. Um Yeah. So I saw two tweets back to back. Actually, just this morning when I was scrolling and it was like the first one was like a a what if succession had a reunion. And it was like a fake retweeted that it was like a fake seating chart. Oh, yeah. So that's that's probably why I saw it. Um, And I was like, I I don't know. I didn't really get it. And then. But it made me think of you because I recognize the dude in the middle, the white dude. Um, Andy Cohen. Yes, 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 yes. And um, the next tweet was this Josh Hart interview with Taylor Rooks. He was on her podcast and Mm -hmm. they were just like talking about his his coming contract negotiations, basically his coming job search. (laughs) Okay. But they were just like being like giggly about it in a way that I was just like, wow, this is really the same. And I think we've talked about this before, but it really has just crystallized for me in the last like six or so months, the extent to which uh, sports are just reality TV for uh, men, especially men sports fans, obviously. But like when Caleb and I got YouTube TV and we had, we got like the sports plus package and like blah, blah blah all this stuff and it's it's entertainment and it's remarkably similar at this point with like the access that you have yeah so you want me to break it down for you yeah spark notes okay. spark notes version all right so i would say bravo has the numero uno in my head like reality shows period point blank so between Housewives, Summer House, that takes place in the Hamptons, the new series is in Martha's Vineyard, Vanderpump. Is it the Rose. one that they asked you to be on? No, that was a different show that's on Amazon that we won't ever talk about publicly. Okay. <laughs> um, we can leave that in though. Um, so between <laughs> so between Vanderpump Rules, all the Housewives franchise, um, 
Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, and the original one, which was based in the Hamptons. Those are shows that basically fall all under the Bravo unscripted television umbrella. And so after each season, there will be a reunion episode, usually in recent years, and it's been split up into three parts. That wasn't always the case, like in the earlier years. And basically, it's after the cast, like the entire cast, has watched the entire season. And they've also seen everybody as confessionals. Because you don't necessarily know what's being filmed. So for example, think about our friend group. If I film a scene with you and we're talking shit about another person in our friend group, they don't see that. And like, why would we tell them? But they might see it. They're going to see it later on in the season. And so at the reunion episode, it'll be like Andy Cohen, who's the mediator. He's also an executive producer on every, basically every Bravo show. He would be like, so will, um, why did you say that Rob, um, like was greedy at the dinner table and like Rob would have seen that scene. So he like knows what you're talking about. Interesting. So there's just so basically a big, a big instigating session. Yes. Like Andy has cue cards and like questions that he wants to get through. Some of them are even from like the fans. Also, I should say that during the season, he'll have castmates on his show, Watch What Happens Live, which airs during the week. And a lot of the times they'll spill tea. They'll react to maybe a scene or a confessional of another castmate. Um, so the content is also generated that way during the season. Like um, with them the watching. Season. Yeah, because they haven't really seen it. It is probably one of the things that I could actually disassociate completely if I watched it for hours. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, that's yeah. kind of... So, any of those interviews... I mean, I guess it. I guess you know that because, like, the show is airing. But it's always wild to me, like, what they get people to say in... The, so, the confessionals are, like, the little side cutaways when they're just talking right to the camera. Yeah, like, where the producer's asking them questions. Obviously, you can't... Sometimes you, they, sometimes they break the fourth wall and... Uh, you can ha- you can like hear the producer's question, but most mm-hmm. of the time they're just like responding. They cut back from a scene to the confessional and blah blah blah. So it's almost like the character's thoughts or like what was going on in that moment. Yeah, but you know that anything that you say in that the other people are gonna hear. That's why. Right. Like anything you film, you know that it, they could edit it a certain way or that it can, the other person can hear. So it's always kind of an interesting dance of, for the castmates of keeping their alliances where they are, you know, uh, talking shit when they need to, spilling tea when they need to, seeing how it affects their storylines or other people's storylines. Like it's a dance. Um, hmm. And it also depends on like who their, who their producer is because each character is assigned like one or two producers. Interesting. So do you, what do you look forward to more? Like the actual episodes or all of this, like, I would call it peripheral stuff, I guess, like the reunion and like the content, like the the live content, all that stuff. That feels like more juicy and like kind of interesting. Okay. So I would say with Housewives, I care more about the actual show because 
I like to like Housewives to me is a culture zeitgeist of like middle aged women in like whatever their respective city is and how how they live their lives and like the nuances of that. So whether that means raising their children, divorce, marriage, extramarital relationships, um, their jobs, their careers. Like I like looking into that from a female perspective and seeing what that means and how they grow and develop their character development. Like that matters to me. And I like to see that over the seasons. And also like a lot of the housewives are hilarious. Like it is comedy. So it is so entertaining. So I personally like the seasons better. A show like Vanderpump. So this past season, do you know what happened? No, I I have no idea. Like I okay. was trying to figure out whether it was a real okay. show, like whether it was a, a, a real show. Okay. Or like whether it was I'll scripted or not, basically. Oh my God, it's not scripted. It's basically white love and hip hop. So it's not scripted. But let me explain to you. There's this woman in LA. She was on Real okay. House of Beverly Hills back in the day. Her name is Lisa Vanderpump. She owns this restaurant called Sir. S-U-R. And okay. basically back in the day, she pitched to Bravo being like, you guys should follow the workers in my restaurant. Like, they're actually a friend group. They're super messy, super interesting. They're like 20-somethings in LA. Most recently, there are two guys. Their names are both Tom. Okay? One of the Toms is a narcissist. He has, like, this cover band. This is, like, LA Jersey Shore vibes to me. (laughs) <laughs> yes but like jersey shore it's a joke and this doesn't feel like a joke you know what i mean jersey like, shore is, is like a joke lives. no like it's like kind of a bit oh i thought Vanderpump the whole Rules isn't really a bit i thought the whole thing about Jer- jersey shore was that like that was who they really were uh i don't know that's a whole other discussion mtv reality shows are a whole okay. other like thing we can't really dive okay. into right now okay so with Vanderpump Rules, there's a guy named Tom. He's in a long-term relationship with this girl named Ariana. They are basically life partners. They've been together for almost a decade, nine years. They have rumors this season that they're an open relationship. Not true. Mm -hmm. Comes out while the season is airing. Mind you, this show is about to be canceled. Like, it is not that interesting anymore. Finds out. That Tom is sleeping with Ariana's best friend for seven months. Like, full-blown affair. And the best friend is also in the cast of Vanderpump Rules. Ooh. And it comes out while the new season is airing. Maybe it was maybe the new season was, like, episode four they had aired. Basically, so back to your question. This show, though, I wanted to see all the after effects because all the drama didn't really happen during the filming. Like, there were clues in this and that, so that was fun to watch. But all Mm -hmm. of, like, the juicy stuff happened in, like, the very last episode and now is airing with the the finale and the reunion. So, like, the reunion has been really good. Like, I can't even get out of it. Okay. So, I think in terms of that, like... Yes, those types of shows, I enjoy the reunion more than the season because the season isn't, like, as juicy when it's, like, a bigger cast like that. That's too bad. Is is uh, Ariana okay? Like, is she good? She has so many jobs right now, it's, like, crazy. So she's getting her bag. Like, I want a case study on how to do that after a man, like, fucks with you like this. But mm-hmm. obviously... 
she has had maybe like one of the worst past six months ever. Yeah. They're also still living in the same house because they're trying to sell it. And it, like, obviously you can't sell a house that fast. Oh my God. That's kind of Jimmy Butler-ish. Did you ever... Well... Um... Did you know about, like, when Jimmy Butler was playing on the Timberwolves? Like, this is probably five or so years ago, after he got traded from the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that he... The way that he forced his way out, like, off that team. How? So, he... They had Carl Anthony Towns. They had just drafted him. He was in, I think, right. his third or fourth year at that point. Okay. And he was supposed to be he was supposed to be that guy. Like number one pick from Kentucky, Team USA, all of that stuff. Um and he was like he had gotten a reputation for being kind of soft, basically, and like not like didn't have the qualities that you would want like your your best player like leader to have um and jimmy butler on the other hand was like one of the last picks in the draft two-star high school player went to juco and then uh transferred to marquette and like really got it out the mud like yeah in in a way that would probably be kind of annoying to play with because he he would just be like, why don't you just make yourself better and like work really hard because like you can do it. He had a very, yeah. Well, he had a very improbable um, journey. So he basically decides like, all right, like I'm going to expose this man. And so he goes in, he skips all of training camp and he goes in on day one of practice and gets like, the uh the players that were like trying to make the team still basically and was like i got them and uh scrimmage against the starters beat them like made a whole scene about it and was like like y'all fucking need me like blah 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 like you can't win with him and ran out of practice left practice early and that night had a live interview on espn with rachel nichols basically being like um, yeah, this is what happened in practice. Like, this is how I feel. Like, it's just, it's just not working out in Minnesota. And then they, they had to trade him. Obviously, they had to get him out of there. <laughs> um, but he basically so he just like, forced a trade. Yeah, which that happens a good amount now, but like, he, he didn't have any leverage really. And he hated Carl Anthony Towns. So, he embarrassed this man in practice and then told the media about it and then called an interview to be asked about it. So he made leverage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then they traded him. No, that's and, reality television. That's like good yeah, television. Exactly. So I bring that all up because um, Jeff Teague, who 
was like the point guard on the Timberwolves at the time, just went on a podcast and like told that whole story. And it was, it was excellent, sensational entertainment. He was like, I haven't told this. All right. All right. I'll tell you the story. And it was just like a five minute, like, so, you know, like coach Tibbs, he, his hands start shaking when he gets excited. Blah, blah, blah. It just like, gets very, uh, very in, in depth talking about all the details of like who was there and like what Jimmy said. He was like wearing shorts and he had cut the Timberwolves logo out of the shorts. So it was what? just like, it was just like a hole in the, in the shorts where the logo was supposed to be. And then they, I mean, they finished practice and turned the TV on and saw him talking to Rachel Nichols about the practice. <laughs> like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is reality television. Like, this is why I can't deal when people are like, why do you watch that? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, you watch reality television every time you see an athlete or a rapper go off and, like, try to do something out of the ordinary and, like, want it on television, want it on the internet. Like, that is what I'm watching. It's just in a more organized fashion. Like, it's unscripted. That's the whole point. And it's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that clicked for me is that I think the main difference is that, like, you look up to people, like, you look up to athletes basically before you, uh, like, have the wherewithal to, to, like, be thinking about and, like, be knowing, like, the behind the scenes shit, you know? Right. You're just like, wow, like, they're an incredible basketball player, incredible football player, whatever, whatever the case is. And you can also play basketball and football for however many years. So then like now being basically a washed adult and watching these young boys play basketball and learning that and seeing that they're immature and like messy and getting a kick out of how much they hate each other sometimes or like the goofy shit that goes down. Um, it's entertaining. It's entertainment. And I honestly like I think that sports in general would be better served to view themselves as entertainment properties. Like it's 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 difficult though, right? Because Right. I mean it's their lives, um, but same with these women. Like they're entertaining. I mean, look, I don't like watching Real Housewives of Atlanta and then having one of them like try to punch the other in the face. Like as a black woman, like that's very jarring. Like I don't like that. But I mm -hmm. do like when they throw shade and have and are smart about like how they diss each other. Like to me, that's funny. Like that's entertaining. And they also know they have a job. Like same as you're saying as a basketball player or a football player or even a baseball player, like you have this job. And like part of your job is to also seriously entertain people. So that could yeah. mean a lot of different things than just when you have to go play for a couple hours every other night. Yeah. I guess the other thing is that they have like work life balance more so. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like it like real housewives they're like going to dinner, you know, and the cameras are on. They gotta be locked in. Uh yeah, whereas or like, like their husbands are in it. Like Yeah. Like the house husband is like a whole other thing we haven't even like tapped into. But like those guys, they don't get paid for like being on film. Like they're not they don't get paid individually. So yeah. when they film, that's like their lives are literally being put in front of a camera. Whereas, yeah, you're right. Like 
a basketball player, I don't have to know anything about his wife or his baby mama or his kids even. Like, to me, they don't really exist because they're just not as visible. Mm-hmm. But, like, when Kevin Durant leaves Golden State and you're like, ah, I bet that shit was because he and Draymond had that falling out that one time. And, like, he called right. him a bitch and blah, 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 blah. And then flash forward a couple of years, Draymond has a podcast now and is like, I I personally think he has already signed a contract with Turner because the way that they promote this man is is uh, shameful. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's nasty work. But they had like a 20-minute, maybe even 30-minute, sit down like face-to-face conversation dramatic as hell like two two armchairs facing each other yeah and they're just like see see bro from from my perspective it was like we had such a good thing going and we could (laughs) have won more rings and blah 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 blah. but it was time for me to to, you know it's just it's very funny to to step back and like zoom out and and think about the absurdity of it all like it's right it's it's at once like very real because it's unscripted and like pretty raw both of the both of the things that we're talking about um but on the other hand like it's it's not real you know it's just it's not the real world it has no real bearing on uh, like our lives other than right, the I, emotional investment know. we choose to put. Right. Like, I don't know any of the shows I watch. Like, I don't know any of those women or those men. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what it feels like to even be their friend. Like, I don't know what it feels like to experience what they're feeling on a friend level, or, like even acquaintance level with them. So I can only like relate to what I see on the screen, but I do also think about how they know that when like the cameras are rolling they do have to act a certain way or talk a certain way um like there's always what they call like a force multiplier in the group and that's just someone that like moves storylines along and is Mm -hmm. able to like help the group kind of come together and talk about what they need to talk about and so i'm like yeah, role player it's a role player Right. Like they know what they have to do and they know that that's their role. So I'm like, in real life, I'm not like, okay, guys, I'm the multi force multiplier of the friend group. But that is like a an actual person that probably exists in like a lot of people's lives that like, is like the main glue moves everything along, like keeps things going, keeps make sure everyone's kind of friends or like, friendly. So I do kind of like the parallels to real life, but I also know that like this isn't all real life. But I just tell everyone not to knock it. Like, don't call it stupid. It is so fucking good. Like Vanderpump Rules is submitting submitted for an Emmy for unscripted television. Like that's how serious this season was. Yeah, I mean, ever. Well, I think that it's really this whole century, right? It's been like proven that it's a legit medium but oh, yeah. um yeah i think that the sort of the perspective has to shift to like it's for you or it's not for you just like it's sports aren't for everybody and 
you know, Taylor Swift's not for everybody. All that, right? It's kind of the exactly. same thing. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So, gosh, my yeah. smell. You can always, you know, I, I'm going to show you a Housewives episode and you'll be hooked. Like, I'm honestly surprised you haven't ever watched one. Like, I just don't understand. Um, I mean, I've seen like, clips. Grow up with, like, and I also, we had, um, when Are You the One was at its peak, we, we were watching that. We were having like like Thursday watch parties at school to, to, <laughs> to watch that. Good. Like I used to be tapped into that in high school and college because in my head I would be able to after the th- three after the first three recoupling ceremonies I could just figure it out because like it's just a long regression. It's a long permutation, but at the end of the day, it's a regression that you could figure out. Like if someone was smart enough on that show. But, you know, it's reality television. So you have to just, they just keep guessing and they're all horny. So like, that's really all they can go off of. Yeah. It's, it's the human element. Yeah. I would say though, I like the Bravo shows more than I like, like, I don't, I mean, I love a dating reality show. But I just, like, can't get into it as much as I will, like, a Bravo 20-episode season of of Housewives. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I I don't have, like, I don't have a trained eye to evaluate quality like that, for real. <laughs> exactly. I mean... But, um, you know. Yeah. All right, any other last questions before we go? No, let me think. I asked you my reunion versus episodes question. No, just give me, and I'll give you the opportunity here to uh, expose the name or, or make public the name of your family group chat. Because I think it's really, really funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so two things I'm going to shout out. If you are interested in any reality television, go follow at HW underscore thought, T-H-O-T, leader. That is me and my best friend's live Twitter account that we live tweet most Bravo shows. Um, I'm not even embarrassed anymore. It's just what I like to fucking do. <laughs> um, my group chat Good. is called, <laughs> my, my group chat with my mom, my sister is called She by Sheree. Sheree is one of my favorite housewives on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I've been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta since it came out. I was like six and my parents had it. My mom had it on and I've been hooked ever since. So me and those women. I didn't realize it was running for that long. It's been running since like, I was 10, sorry. It was 2008. So I was like 10. And yeah, I just, I just, I was obsessed. I thought it was like the best thing in the world. So um, she by Sheree is Sheree's line that literally never came out until this past summer. Um, and she would always mm-hmm. kind of lie about the drop date. So she would be like, I don't know, it's coming out spring, summer, September, <laughs> summer, July. Everyone's like, what does that mean? So that's what it's called. Um, yeah. If you guys want a good episode, season two through nine. Wow. Go wrong. Which That's is a lot of episodes. Like season two through nine, any episode, pick anyone. You can't go wrong. I always thought it was was like 
okay, this season we have these housewives, you know, like I didn't realize it was, it was the same every season. Um, it depends because you don't, you get put on, you can get fired. And Cohen says no one ever gets fired, but you can get fired. Um, okay. Or you get quote put on pause, which means like you won't come back for a season or two, get your shit together and then you can come back. Um, Ooh. But usually they have like the cast and then people will come in, come out, like be there for seven straight seasons, leave, come back. Like it's very fluid sometimes with certain, depends on the show, but like Sheree was an OG and then she like left for a couple years and came back like last season and she's in this season. Uh, Potomac though has five OGs in it and it's on season eight, which is like unprecedented like there's never been that many ogs by season eight that have stayed so wow it just depends on the franchise so they just let it become fraught with tension and do the turnover that way yeah like if you do there's like been housewives who like do actually like illegal or like crazy shit and then like no we literally have to fire you or another nuance is like if you simply can't film with people they have to let you go because you're never that important to the cast where they're going to sacrifice other people over one person. So if you mm. as a housewife can't literally do scenes with people like the rest of the cast or even let's say two or three castmates, they're going to probably let you go. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, that's the tea. Yeah. Oh, last thing. Yeah. Ime Udoka. Hired by the Houston Rockets. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Whack. Fuck that dude. Coaching the Houston Rockets next year. And three of his former assistants are leaving the Celtics <laughs> to go to the Rockets. works for him? Yeah. Holy shit. What I know. What was his past year? He wasn't doing anything? He was suspended. Is he like a really good coach that they would be like, we would definitely want him? Because, like, the Celtics Unclear. Went to the final, like, they basically almost went to the finals again. Exactly. Like, and and they, and the reason that they lost the finals last year, like, was partly attributed to coaching. Even though Udoga was a good coach and, like, they the players, like, respond to him really well, like, there was a, still kind of a missing piece. But he is yeah. like he's he's a well regarded coach. Like people really like him, especially he used to play, you know, so he has yeah. that whole thing going for him. Hope he's okay. It's hot down there. I bet James oh. Harden goes back there too. Mm. Oh God. I yeah, want right. ring though. He deserves it. I agree. I completely agree. I would want um him. Yeah. <laughs> so would I. I, would I still do. Oh. All right. Well, I'll see you at trivia later. Hey, let's go. 